I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. I'm a bit surprised myself that I'm making this podcast right now, even though I did promise you, the listener, that there was going to be a podcast this week. Uh, Originally, I wanted to ask Justin for at least a good three to four weeks off to grieve for the loss of uh, Batman actor Adam West, but Justin said that there was no way that could ever happen. So, thus, here I am, ready to uh, give you my prediction on Sergei Kovalev versus Andre Ward, the rematch which is taking place this Saturday night, which unfortunately I will not be able to watch, but regardless of the fact i'm still going to give you my thoughts and predictions on that fight that's all going to be coming later in the broadcast but first some other news this past sunday at the international boxing hall of fame in canasota new york evander holyfield the only four-time heavyweight champion of the world was finally inducted along with other legends such as marco antonio barrera the late flyweight bantamweight and featherweight champion johnny tapia along with uh, other non-participants like jerry roth steve farhood barry tompkins and the late jimmy lennon senior uh It's nice to see Holyfield finally get his due for the International Boxing Hall of Fame. It was something that, you know, it it should have come a lot sooner than it did. But unfortunately, Evander uh, just kept fighting for for so long unnecessarily. And it it just kind of, it was getting kind of embarrassing at some points. I mean, you'd think, okay, Evander, what are you trying to prove? It just didn't make any sense to me. And, you know, he seemed to be getting unnecessary title shots that I don't know who he was really beating or deserved. Like, just look at the record. I mean, did you really think that he deserved to be getting a fight with Sultan Ibrahimov 10 years ago in 2007? a one-sided fight that he lost, and then immediately afterwards the next year that he deserves the title shot with Nikolai Voluov. Now, oddly enough, with the Voluov fight, I, you know, I can't even remember if I saw that fight or not, but I remember there being a bit of mini-controversy because a lot of people thought, no, Holyfield deserved to get that decision. He probably should have won, and if I remember, uh, I think, Valuev was a heavy favorite. He, yeah, he was still undefeated at that time, and I remember the the, the minor talk was that a, a big fight could be made between Nikolai Valuev and Vladimir Klitschko, but that never materialized. Valuev just not that he is a bad fighter or anything. I think he uh, had only a few lo- two or two or three losses in his career. I mean, he, he just kind of became this non-entity afterwards. I mean, he only had one more fight after uh, defeating Holyfield, and that was against David Hay. And, yeah, we all know how well that turned out for uh, Voluev. So, it, it's nice to see Holyfield finally get his due. I mean, personally, I thought that he should have retired, you know, back in 2001. I I can't remember if it was a 2000 or 2001, but he beat John Ruiz, and this was after the two fights with Lennox Lewis, but he beat John Ruiz, and he got uh, a heavyweight title, I think it was the WBA version, 
And at that point, he should have retired. But uh, he didn't, and that was in 2000. He kept fighting for another 11 years. Uh, finished his career with a record of 44 wins, 10 losses, 2 draws, 29 victories by way of knockout. But regardless, his place in boxing history is secure. Uh, first man to become the undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world, then moved up to heavyweight and became the undisputed champion there. Defeated some very good fighters. Uh, he, he he really showed uh, his medal against George Foreman, and Foreman really showed what guts he had there. And of course, you've got the amazing trilogy with Riddick Bowe, and you've got the uh, the great fight against Mike Tyson in 1996. And I feel a bit I feel bad for Holyfield at times because it seems whenever you mention Evander Holyfield, people always like to bring up. Uh, the bite fight, the second fight with Tyson, where Tyson got himself disqualified for biting off a chunk of Holyfield's ear, and I think that's such a that's such a shame because the the first fight is a great masterpiece because everybody thought that Holyfield was going to lose, and I've actually got some old boxing magazines. I, I'm pretty sure they're Ring magazines from uh, uh, early 1997. A lot of people were betting against Holyfield. They said, oh, I, I just don't think Holyfield has the heart. And I thought, what do you mean he doesn't have the heart? He's already beaten Mike Tyson. Now you don't think he has the heart to do it again? It, it, it's, it's, it's a bit confusing, to say the least. But um, uh, I'm glad that Holyfield finally made his way into the Boxing Hall of Fame. Marco Antonio Barrera. I am not... See, when I say that I'm not a huge fan of person, I think people sometimes get the idea that I don't like the guy or, uh, you know, I, I hate him or something. No, that's not it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Marco Antonio Barrera, but I'm not going to deny that the guy knows how to fight. And there's no better example of that than his trilogy with Eric Morales, which ranks up there as one of the best in boxing history, probably uh, one of the best in Mexican boxing history. So, uh... Yeah, uh, it's nice to see these legends finally get their due. Some uh, some of us probably feel that, yeah, it probably came a bit later than it should have. Barrera, he also stopped fighting in two, uh, 2011, and he probably, probably should have just walked away from the sport for good after his second fight with Manny Pacquiao in 2007, but... Regardless, he's in there now. People know that he's a great fighter. They've known that for quite a while. So, what else is there to say? Moving on. Speaking of fighters who might have gone on for too long, uh, Brandon Rios. A little over a year and a half after he seemingly retired after his... I, I don't want to call it a shocking loss to Tim Bradley, but I was surprised in the manner in which he lost. I expected it if I recall correctly, to be a one-round fight. But I don't think anybody saw Timothy Bradley stopping Brandon Rios, but that's what happened. And immediately after the fight, he said, that's it, I'm retired. And then it seemed like a few weeks later, he said, well, I'm, I might not be retired. I'm back in the gym. Uh, he'd parted ways with Robert Garcia, his former trainer. But at the same time, we, we hadn't heard anything about him. Well, he came back this past Sunday against Aaron Herrera, a fighter with a record of 32 wins, 6 
losses and one draw at the time of uh, the fight. Really good fight. You know, fun, action-packed fight. I mean, not a lot of boxing. There, there never is with Brandon Rios. He's just a guy who wants to get in there and slug it out. And as could be expected, he took some pretty good shots along the way, but uh, he also dished, uh, dished some really good shots out himself. Uh, he ended the fight with this really nice body shot that dropped Herrera for the count, and that ended it. So... Is Rio serious about uh, returning? He says he is. Uh, he he said that he thought he did all right, and uh, he wants to uh, continue to compete at welterweight, which makes me wonder, okay, if Rios is competing at welterweight, and I don't know what the hell Victor Ortiz is doing at the moment, I but can we finally get that grudge match? I, I, I'm sorry, I just keep... Years ago, I kept hearing about how these guys hated each other, and, you know, they didn't like each other, and I thought, okay, that could make an interesting grudge match one day, but I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Uh, Ortiz, he hasn't fought since getting knocked out by Andre Berto in April of last year, so I don't know if he's retired or not, but nonetheless, if he's not... Because I, I remember on Twitter seeing something about uh, Ortiz saying that he wanted a third fight with Andre Berto. But why not do a uh, a fight against Brandon Rios on PBC? It couldn't hurt. I mean, come on. I, I think it could be interesting. I don't know. Somebody make it happen. Because... All the trash talk leading up to that, before, during, after, I, I think it'd be something really worthwhile to see. Moving on. All right, now I'm about to do something that I don't want to do, and I did it on the last podcast, and this was after promising months ago that I wasn't going to, but it seems that stupidity is somehow persevering, and we've got to put a stop to that, folks. We have got to put a stop to that. And I'm kind of contributing to it in a way because I have to discuss the source of that stupidity, and that is the talk of Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Now, there's this big hoopla because Mayweather Promotions uh, has a date booked at the MGM Grand for August 26th of this year. And as you know, Floyd Mayweather, I think, Eight or nine of his last bouts were all at the MGM Grand. Now, as soon as I heard this news, I thought, the fight's not taking place. If they had a date booked, why not just immediately announce then? Oh, yeah, you know, fight's been made, so we're ready to go. I don't think the fight's being made. I don't think the fight's ever going to be made. I mean, prove me otherwise, but I don't think it's going to happen, okay? And this is why. They have the date booked for August 26th, if I'm correct, it'll just go back, yep, August 26th, as of this recording, it is 1pm Calgary time on June 13th, happy birthday to my little sister, but, so, with it being June 13th and the fight taking August, uh, or the, the, whatever fight, a fight is going to take place on August 26th, that means that they, they've got a little less than two months 
Oh, well, actually not less, sorry. They got a little more than two months to promote this fight. And then they also have to use those two months to get a complete novice to boxing ready to fight a 40-year-old retiree who hasn't fought in almost two years. And this is supposed to be for a 12-round fight. Now, really, do you th- with the timetable in mind, do you really think that's what's going to happen? And again, this is for what is supposed to be the biggest fight that can be made. Come on, really? Do you guys remember the press conferences for Pacquiao versus Mayweather? Those were huge. And they did not take place within two months of the fight itself. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm confused. Maybe I'm getting the dates wrong. I don't think I am. But really, that that's what you think is going to happen. I think that uh, the closer we get to August 26th, the closer we realize, oh, Maybe the fight's not taking place. Well, not to be cruel, but no shit, Sherlock. And now Justin's probably going to be sending me an angry email saying you can't swear. This is a family-friendly podcast. I am family to... I am am friendly to families. I'm not friendly to stupid bullshit like this, Justin. I'm sorry. And I'm not friendly to people who say, Oh no, it is going to happen. Just wait and see. I can't wait to shell out money for this. Yeah, shell out money. And by the time the bell rings for round one, you'll kind of realize, Huh, maybe this wasn't the best financial decision I could have made. I do have bills to pay. And at the halfway point of round one, you'll realize, Oh God, this is going to be, this is going to suck. And by the fifth round, you'll be wondering, you know, where did I go wrong? Why didn't I listen to Andrew? Because, I mean, keep in mind, I'm saying that the fight's not going to happen. But even if it does, don't watch it. Don't contribute to this farce. You should know better. You should know better. But keep in mind, there are a lot of people out there who should know better. But they still do stupid all the time. That doesn't stop them. Okay? Regardless... I don't care about this fight. I honestly, God, don't. Now, if uh, if it does take place and I have that night off of work, would I go see it? I'd have to contemplate it. I mean, I could just go to a bar that happens to be uh, playing that fight at the same night. I mean, I'm not shilling out money for this. I'm shilling out money for the beer, and I'll just have my head turned uh, towards the TV. That's all it's going to be. I don't think that I'm contributing to it in any way. I'm paying for the beer and the food. Hot waitress is going to get a tip if she smiles enough. But no, I'm sorry. I am not going to shill out the money for a pay-per-view for Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. No way in hell. You should be a lot smarter than this. All of you. Moving on. Okay, now we're here for the meat and potatoes of the podcast, and that is the upcoming light heavyweight championship fight between Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev. Ward, undefeated, 31 wins, no losses, 15 wins by way of knockout, former undisputed super middleweight champion, well, not undisputed, but he was the recognized super middleweight champion of the world, and he's going up against former light heavyweight champion Sergey Kovalev. Kovalev, he knockout machine. He was just destroying everybody in the division, and even when he wasn't knocking them out, he wasn't making it easy for them. Uh, ask Bernard Hopkins about uh, what 
well, it's like going 12 rounds with Sergei Kovalev. Ugh. Just before I started recording this podcast, I actually watched the Ward versus Kovalev first fight. You can actually watch it yourself on uh, HBO's YouTube channel, which, oddly enough, they this is the weird thing. I don't know what the hell's going on with HBO. But they uploaded, they, they put up a video that said, Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev, uh, full fight. And I thought, okay, click it. And then I realized it's only 15 minutes. The, the video that they've uploaded is only 15 minutes. Now, I, I'm terrible at math. Those of you who know me, I've got friends, family members who will say, oh, yes, Andrew, you know, he, he, he's very good at English, but Jesus Christ, keep him away from math. Numbers, they, 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 they just confuse him. They scare him like spiders or something. Either way, I, I just I see that HBO uploads this 15-minute video, and I think, well, wait a minute. A 12-round fight... There are three minutes in a round. This fight went the distance. The timetable's not just adding up. And yeah, the fight cuts off in the middle of the fourth round, if I remember. And then they remove the video. Now the full video is up. And I watched that before uh, recording this podcast. At the end of the fight, I I was watching it the whole way through. And my card was basically identical to Harold Letterman's, which doesn't happen that often, I must admit. Letterman had it scored 116-111 for Sergei Kovalev, which was the same score I came to, and I can't even remember how I scored it the first time, but watching it this time, I thought, okay, yeah, no, 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 Harold's right. Uh, Max Kellerman, oh my god. (sighs) Sniffing Ward's jock a bit too much in that fight and making it a bit too obvious. Not he he's he's not hiding it at all, okay? He he was more or less Ward's cheerleader for that fight. I mean, Ward could maybe land a, a good jab to the body and Max would say, "Oh, n- now I think uh, Andre's getting back into the fight." And then Sergey would land harder shots and it's kind of like, "Okay, Max, keep trying, keep reaching." But I also see things from other people's point of view. I do agree that Kovalev did slow down a bit in the latter half of the fight. So, I have factored that in for uh, my prediction for this fight. And it's not been an easy one to make because I'm thinking, okay, like, were the is it possible that I was mistaken? Is it possible that the judges were right and that Ward's boxing at the end was enough for him to come back? Was it enough? Well, I don't know. And that's the thing. I'm trying to factor in everything, thinking, okay, you know, last time I picked Ward to win, if I recall correctly, a, uh, a one-sided decision that he would outbox Kovalev. But there were times where I thought, no, Kovalev's outboxing Ward at times. And even though I predicted Ward would win, I was not satisfied when I finally saw the fight. I was like, oh... I don't know if, if that's the right decision. And if you look at a lot of people who scored the fight, they scored, a majority scored it for uh, Sergey Kovalev. I think out of 63, uh, yeah, 63 total scores pulled from the media, 46 of those 
were for Kovalev. 16 were for Andre Ward. Only one scored at a draw. So you've got 73% of people rooting, or not rooting, but they just coming to the conclusion that Sergey Kovalev won the fight. And with everything going on with Kovalev, he feels that he won the fight. He knows that, in his mind, Andre Ward does not deserve to have that title. And I think that he's going to be a bit angry. I, th- I think he knows that, okay, maybe I didn't do the right thing by having John David Jackson, the head trainer, kind of regulated to the side, only given a certain amount of time to give instructions. I think it was 30 seconds he said that he was allowed to speak, and then the Russian guy would take over. I'm going to listen to what Jackson has to say this time. I'm going to be a lot angrier. And I think that... I don't think it's going to end in a knockout. I'd be surprised if it did, but I think this is going to be another 12-round fight, and I think this time Sergey Kovalev is going to uh, pull it off, and I would not be surprised if, again, Andre Ward visited the canvas. So I see this fight being uh, being a 12-round decision for Sergey Kovalev. Same score as... Uh, last time 116 to 111 now if it doesn't hey that's fine i have no problem uh saying oh wow what a bad decision i made I, i do that all the time on this podcast but i just hope that there is a conclusive winner this time no hints of controversy nothing like that and i hope that andre ward does not retire afterwards either uh you know it's a bit of a contradiction with this guy. He seems to, he said in the past, oh, I didn't set out to be a superstar, but then he complains at times that he's not a superstar. He doesn't get the recognition. Well, hopefully this leads to that if he gets the victory and he deserves it. Okay. So I will be back probably next week, actually. Yeah. Uh, Three podcasts in three weeks. What the hell is going on? But I will be back to discuss the fight the aftermath and any other boxing news that might come up within then and now or now and then is it i don't know anyway that's all we have for you this week we hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the boxing for free podcast you can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com that's boxing the number four free.com Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. I want to be a hero like you, Cape Crime Fighter. Being a hero or a crime fighter is not what counts the most, Andy. It's growing up to be a good citizen. And if that's what you meant, it's the highest possible compliment you could pay me.